On iMom.com, we share ideas, insight, and inspiration. We do all that here too, by sharing the best kind of stories, mom stories. We're all at different ages and stages, but one thing we have in common is that we're striving, and sometimes struggling, to love our children well. It's the iMom Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the iMom Podcast. I'd guess every parent has been lied to, but what do you do when you have a child who lies a lot or when you just don't really understand why your child is choosing to lie? I'm Abby and Megan, Susan and Chloe are back with me this week. I'm telling this week's story. It's called Liar Liar, but it is not my story. It is actually my boss's story. His name is BJ and he said, you have my permission. You can use my name. You can throw me under the bus. So you guys can just say whatever you want about BJ. We would have done it even if we didn't have his permission. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably true so he told me this story that he he was a sophomore and I think he was home alone one day and he had um, recently maybe taken up golfing or had been practicing golfing and he was in the house and he grabbed a golf club and started swinging the golf club and we all know where this is going something's getting broken or destroyed or whatever Um, and he ended up taking out a huge divot from the carpet yeah, I guess he, uh, maybe he's not, maybe he's gotten better since then. Yeah. But at the time, took out a big divot of the carpet. A little bit later, his parents came home, saw the missing chunk of carpet and got mad. I guess they ended up blaming the dog, his, sis- cat. Was his it a cat? sister's dog. Oh. So his older sister had a dog and they blamed it on little Madison, the dog, right? And he just kind of, um, you know, that Homer Simpson meme where he just yeah, kind of slinks into back the into the shrubs. <laughs> That's what BJ did. Uh, never said anything. And then he said, like, later that night or the next day, he was in, um, like, their TV room or something like, you know, like maybe a den where they had a TV. And he was watching Caddyshack 2, which he claims is the worst movie of all time. And... He said his dad came in the room and he's like, my dad never, ever comes in this room to watch a TV or a movie with me. Never. But this time he did. He walked in, he sat down and it was right at the part in the movie (laughs) where that exact thing happens. I think it's whoever it is. I don't know if Chevy Chase and Caddyshack too, but he's swinging the golf club and he takes the chunk out of the carpet. And he said, I wanted to like stop the movie and mm-hmm. and like eject or turn the channel or whatever. But it, it was too obvious that that's what I would have been doing. And he said, my dad was sitting next to me. And as he watched this scene, he kind of slowly saw his dad, <laughs> his breathing sort of change and his demeanor change. And he looked over at him <laughs> and looked back at the TV and looked over at him <laughs> and looked back at the TV. And he said the the size of the divot of the carpet that, had come, that came out was exactly like his carpet. And he said something like, you did it, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And he just kind of sat there with his mouth closed. And his dad just got up and walked out of the room. But he didn't end up really getting in trouble because, you know, it was an accident or whatever. But I said, you know, technically you didn't lie, but it was a lie by omission. You know, he could have spoken up. Yeah, justice from Madison. Yeah, right. I was exactly. going to say, I what Madison was thinking about. Yeah. Well, that's what he he said. He's like, I kind of thought it was the best possible outcome. The dog wasn't going to get in trouble. I mean, his sister was mad at him because she's like, you you let my dog get blamed for this. <laughs> Take the heat. Poor Madison. Yeah. But... Kids lie for all different reasons. Every parent gets lied to. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about today. 
like how we were as kids, how our kids are, and how you deal with a child or children who lie. So Megan, were you a truth teller or a lying liar growing up? I think this was my fatal flaw as a child was I was perfect. And this was why it was my fatal flaw, because I was perfect. Mm -hmm. And so if I did something wrong or messed something up, I lied about it. And I, as any of my friends can attest, and even I've had bosses tell me this, they're like, you have the worst poker face on the planet. Like you, like if you're joking about something or, or any, really anything, you can read it all over your face. And so of course I was a horrible liar. So I would lie to my parents or my mom and she would immediately know I was lying. Um, and so that was a big issue I had to work through. How old are we talking here? Uh, what was I? Probably like six, seven. Six. I was going to say six or seven. Yeah. Because she learned pretty early not to. We did have consequences for lying. Yeah. Why do you think she lied? It was just her MO was clearly gotcha. pride lying. She was too proud to admit she'd made a mistake. And so she'd want to cover it up. Hmm. And so, um, but I will say she was easy to redirect because she was so easy to read. It's the kids who don't get caught in the lie right. that then are going to play, you know, Russian roulette and try to lie again. Mm, right. With Megan, it was so easy to identify and uh, confession. We did spank for lying. So she got out of it pretty quick and she never lied again, really. I can't think of a an age where she, after that, where she really lied. That you know of. Exactly. <laughs> she just, yeah, yeah, just got better at it. At it. She got I'm better at it. There are some telltale signs that your kids are lying. One of them is lack of eye contact. Mm. Another one is um, that their reactions don't match. So either they're reacting, overreacting to something that isn't a big deal. Um, like all of a sudden they're overly defensive or just not reacting the way that they normally would. That's a sign that that they're lying. Mood swings. <clears throat> swallowing and clearing their throat is a sign of lying. Did you do that a lot, Megan? Do you think it was a lot of? I don't think so. But like yeah. I said, I wasn't good at it. Yeah, <laughs> she so. wasn't. Her face would just freeze. <laughs> I've heard too that a sign of lying is when you, so if, if you're talking and you look up to your left, it means you're thinking about something. If you're talking and you look up to your right, it means you're lying because oh, that's yeah. you're uh, like accessing like creative thought on the yeah. right side. Have you I've, guys heard that? I've heard that too. Yeah. I don't know if it's that. true, mm. but I've noticed people doing it. Yeah. So maybe it's true. Um, Chloe, do you remember any lies you told as a kid? I was not much of a liar as a kid. I can remember a couple and I remember getting in trouble so fast. Um, so I learned very quickly, kind of like you guys were sharing. And then as an adult, there were two times specifically I had I had an opportunity to get out of something like a serious consequence with a lie and I chose not to mm -hmm. and the other person that was with me did lie and I avoided a way harsher punishment by telling the truth and I just felt like God was like remember this mm -hmm. <laughs> like so I'm I definitely value telling the truth I'd rather get in trouble for what I did than get in trouble for what I did and yeah be a liar yeah that's true what about you, Susan? My mom was super approachable. So I think I was more out there and just like boldly stating what I did to see what would happen. So I did mm. not really, I don't remember getting in trouble for lying. Other things, but not lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I did. I don't remember lying to my parents that much. I do remember not telling my mom, not telling my parents mm -hmm. that I got sent to the office one time. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I got in a fight in the girls' bathroom in school. Can you imagine that? Wait, Abby, you, we you had another so, episode where you got yeah, in a fight. I'm so confused. I'm, <laughs> you kicked a girl. I'm, what I'm did a you do surprising person. Well, in this case, this is not about lying. This, this should be a story for another episode. But I was in line. I think I was in second grade. I don't, I'm looking up. I'm trying to figure out which direction I'm Liar. looking. Liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. This is the truth. I was in second grade, and we were in line in the bathroom, and a girl stepped in front of me. I'd like to go in the stall and I'd been waiting. She just walked right in. And I think I like, like ran ahead to like elbow her to go in be like, no, this is my stall. And this girl was mean and kind of a bully anyway. And so I fought back and she and she pulled me down or I pulled her down or something like that. And someone ran and got the teacher. Next thing I know, we were both in tiny orange chairs in the, (laughs) in, in the nun principal's office. And I never told my mom. And then I got a C in conduct and she was like, why did you get a C in conduct? I'm like, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. And then she contacted my teacher to find out why Good I got mom. a C in conduct. And, you know, that the rest of the story oh. is that the teacher told her. And I that's what I got in trouble for was that I did not. Yeah fess up and uh, tell that yeah. truth that I, that's what had happened. I will say my parents always were like, if you are ever in a situation where you're about to get in trouble and you you need our help like we are wanting you way more to just call us and be honest so like, i should have called my mom from the bathroom and then like this girl just cut in front of me <laughs> you no. didn't have a cell phone back then what would yeah. you do ashley just took my stall and i gotta go <laughs> no but i do think i had the understanding that my parents were like they were gonna put a punishment aside to make sure like i felt like i could be honest with them so i i did feel like even though I might get in trouble eventually. I wouldn't I wouldn't be punished for telling the truth, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I kind of was like Megan. I, I, some of the lies, one of the lies that I can remember telling was more out of pride. And it was that I, and I know I've told this story to you guys before. I couldn't, I don't know how to roller skate. I still can't roller skate. I still don't ice skate. None We've of that. to take her roller skates. I don't like it. It gives me like heart palpitations. I don't like it. Um... And now it's probably from scars from sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. So I remember being at Skateland, standing there at the wall, waiting to go in to get our skates. And one of the girls like, "Are you excited?" I'm like, "No, I I don't I don't roller skate. Why not?" I'm like, "I can't. I broke my leg roller skating years ago, and since I got that injury, I, I'm not allowed to roller skate anymore." And that was my excuse to not even have to put skates on. So. But you hadn't broken your leg. No, so you just lied. You just, no, I just couldn't roller skate. So that was my wow. That was my life. Yeah. So you have no excuse for us though, because we know. Um, my excuse is I'm an adult and I refuse <laughs> to do it. So and I'm old fair. enough now to make my own decisions. But so I've found I've researched lately the different kinds of lies that kids tell, and they're really interesting. So one of them is grandiose lies. So this is like um, kind of like the the guy that. Every time he tells a story about catching the fish, the fish gets bigger. But for kids, oftentimes they tell grandiose lies in order to um, increase their sense of self-worth and get positive attention. Mm. So if you have a child who tells these lies, like, you know, say your husband comes home and says, hey, buddy, how'd you do at tonight's baseball game? Sorry, I missed it. And he says, I hit three home runs. And you're like, "Mm, he didn't hit three home runs. He struck out twice and got walked. That's the grandiose lie. And so that's a sign that your child um, 
really want some positive attention and what you can do is spend some extra time with them or use language to remind them that um, that they're amazing, not because of what they do, but because mm. they're your child. Another kind is the evasive lie. So this is kind of the classic, you know, like avoid getting out of trouble. So then you've, what you were saying, Chloe, mm -hmm. you've not only done the thing that would get you into trouble, but now you've lied about it. And I think this is a tricky one because you, like, how do you punish? How do you, do you punish twice? Do you punish separately? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Megan, we kind of had a rule on that. We said there's one thing to make a mistake. It's another thing to cover it up. And evasive is covering up. It's, you know, omission or commission. What are you mm -hmm. omitting to tell is really still a lie. Mm -hmm. So I think that's hard to teach younger kids. But if you start teaching it early, they realize they start to see the truth a little bit more black and white. Like, okay, it could be evasive about this, but there's a risk. Right. And, and then... And then when you've lied on top of making a mistake, there has to be a, a bigger consequence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that you just have to punish them separately. Um, what about exploratory lies? I think these are the ones that are harmless. These are the ones where uh, your child is exaggerating about something or telling a story just to have fun. You know, it's like the the imagination kind of lies. And they're really, according to experts, there really shouldn't be any punishment for these. Can you give an example? Yeah. Um, last night after you tucked me in my stuffed animals and I had a tea party. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah, the part of my hide and seek. But some parents. That's Santa Claus. <laughs> but some parents would say, now, you know, that wasn't true. Let's, you know, maybe not that extreme, that kind of lie, but other things like, um, daddy drove 90 miles an hour on the way home and, and, you know, like stuff like that. It's just, it's not punishable. It's just their imagination and mm -hmm. them exploring the world and vocabulary and storytelling and things like that. Um, there's impulsive lies, which are often found in kids who have ADHD or something like that. They just don't have that self-control. And so experts say you can practice like red light, green light. And Simon says to actually help them learn impulse control so mm -hmm. that they don't have that knee jerk. He did it. Or, mm -hmm. you know, did you draw, did you spill mm -hmm. this milk? No. Mm -hmm. Well, Take some time to think. I have a great story of that because my youngest, you know, we adopted when he was nine. And so he did have some of that impulse thing. It was so funny because he did not get his driver's license till really late. And he was uh, 18 and he um, had taken uh, one of our older cars. It wasn't a really nice car. You know, we were letting him take it out for like first or second time by himself. And he went over to a friend's. Well, he Mark gets a call. He didn't call me. He called Mark, which is interesting because Mark is more black and white. I'm more like, what are you really saying here? But I happened to be in the room when he called and he said, dad, I need you to come over here. Somebody hit the car and shattered the back window. And he got Mark is like putting on his shoes, you know, like talking to him. Okay, where are you? Some of the address. And I go, my, he gets off and I go, no, what did he say? And, and I said, okay, I'm coming with you. We got in the car. I took out my phone and I called Grant and I said, hey, Grant, this is mom. I'm on my way. I heard what you said to dad. We're going to hang up and I'm going to give you exactly two minutes to think about exactly what you were saying. Because if, you, if I call you back after two minutes and it's the same story, I'm calling the police because this is a hit and run. I said, I'll call you back in two minutes. I hung up. I called him back and he said, I backed into somebody's mm. mailbox. Aww. But it is that impulsive p 
panic. It's like they go to the fear side of their brain mm-hmm. and they just want to cover up out of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I do think if you give them a do-over, like I've said that to them, even simple things as a child. Okay, let's have a do-over. Stop right now. Don't say another word because I know that's not the truth. Yep. And I want you to take five minutes to think about what really happened. Mm. And they usually come back with the, the rational explanation. And I think oh. that's such a great idea because... We want our kids to learn from the experience. We don't want to just accuse them of lying and then punish them and then move on. We want them to learn, okay, if I stop and think for a moment, Mm -hmm. I can come up with the better plan, which is to just tell the truth. I know that lying is not the way to go. And usually it is the conscientious kid who, again, they go to the fear side of their brain, which then they don't control as well because they're panicked. And Mm -hmm. so it spills. Um, One of our writers, Anna, Um, wrote an article that was really uh, got a lot of traction on Facebook, Chloe, I think. I don't know if you remember this one, but it's three things not to say when kids lie. Mm -hmm. And she said that she actually ended up going to talk to a professional about one of her kids. And he had some really interesting advice that was hard for her to hear, which was she was part of the problem. So her son, I think it was her son, I don't know, was lying a lot. And he said, here are three things that you should not say that are often natural responses for parents to say. And one of them is, are you telling me the truth? I mean, you're basically giving your child a chance to lie again. You know, are you telling me the truth? Most of them are not going to come right out and go, no, mom, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, what do you really yeah. expect to, to come from that? Another one is, can you explain this to me? So if you think you're, if your child is lying and you say, can you explain this to me? Um, they're going to come up with something. And the other thing to not say when you think your child is lying is, I'm going to trust you this time, but make sure it doesn't happen again. Hmm. <laughs> like that's just a free pass, basically. Yeah. So the question, of course, is, well, what do you say instead? First, you say, I know that you're lying. And then you say, and this is your consequence. And then you walk away without a lecture Without yelling, that's it. This is the end. And she mm-hmm. said it worked like a charm on her child. Have y'all ever been in a situation where you really can't tell whether or not your child is lying? That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, what if like you're pretty sure that they're lying, but there's like, you know, a 25% chance that they're not and you double down on it and then you realize like you are wrong and you feel really bad for, you know, really doubting them. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's really hard, especially if you're in a situation where the child has done it often and they're the squeaky wheel and mm-hmm. you feel like they're always getting in trouble. And then the, every all then the siblings start looking at them like they're always in trouble. And then you feel bad because you're uncertain, like, oh, I don't want to put another one on them. And I did have a situation like that that was really tearing me apart because it was affecting the their kids. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, you know, early in our blending the the original kids and the extra crispies, as my dad used to call them, <laughs> <laughs> my Kentucky Fried Batch bucket. But uh, and so I would literally lay down twenty minutes before I had to go pick them up all up in carpool and wait for the chaos to begin because this was a certain thing that was happening amongst the kids and it was frustrating the other kids. And I would have to brace myself for the chaos that was coming. And I remember laying down one time and just being like, oh, I just got to figure this out or it's going to, they're just always going to be fighting. And I had like opened the Bible to even like find some word and I fell asleep and I woke up and I thought, that's it. So I can't for a second say that this was my idea. It was inspired, hopefully 
not hopefully, definitely through the Lord. But I decided to have this child write down everything they had done wrong. So when I picked the child up, I said, no, you're not going out to play. You need to go to your room and write down everything you've done and everything you've lied about. And the child got very frustrated because I didn't say what. That they literally had been doing so many things oh, no. to stir the pot that they didn't know what to confess. And I said, you're not coming out of your room until, you know, you've got it. And my prayer was this, that I knew one thing the child had done wrong, a very small thing. Yeah. It was candy related. It was that insignificant. And so the thought had occurred, if the candy thing comes up, then this would be the Lord telling me to just give it all up, Susan. Let this go. You're never going to figure out who really did this. If it was not there, I was going to continue to ask for more. So the child came down with a list, like six, seven, eight things. Candy wasn't there. Back up. She went up again, came down, not there. Next day, several more lists. We're into the weekend now and they're missing out on fun. And I kid you not, I... It was lists later. The thing I was looking for came out in the middle of a list at the end of the weekend and the candy was last. Wow. Now that is Lord. I have these lists to the, this day. Oh it my was gosh. a clear uh, comfort from the Lord for me because he knew I was doing this tough thing and trying to figure out tough things and working through a lot of chaos with five kids that was difficult but I had tried to figure it out too long on my own and really not ask God to show me his way Mm -hmm. yeah I had a experience where I second guessed myself but I was so confident that the the son of mine that did the offense did it that I just I wasn't backing down but um because I I practically saw him do it it was almost that obvious but my hesitation came in, my doubt came in because he was so adamant about not having done it and he was crying and he's like, no, I didn't. I swear mm. I didn't. But I think at that point it was more of a battle of wills and him not wanting to um, then admit he had been lying, you know? And so I just kept saying, I was like, no, I, I, I know you did it. I know you didn't. There's no way that this happened like it, gravity would have been defied if if he hadn't done it. So Megan, to answer your question, I think that it is kind of tricky. And maybe someday, you know, in 30 years, we'll be like, hey, mom, remember that time you told me I did this? I didn't. And I'll be like, all right, we'll put another hash, you know, on my list of mistakes that I've made. Then. But it's so easy to look back on it like that. But didn't you feel terrible in the moment? Because I feel terrible in the moment. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm not. And it's such like you can't sleep at night because you just feel bad and you wake up thinking about it. I hate it. But then I think about if he really was lying the whole time and I back down, yep. then what am I teaching him? He yep. basically knows, all right, well, if I put on the theatrics and cry enough, then she'll believe me. And yeah. then they'll take a chance again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just gets worse. And that's why you got to nip it in the bud. But it sure is hard. Yeah. I think that really when kids lie, I mean, there's all these different reasons that they lie that I was going over and things like that. I think that um, especially what I learned from these six kinds of lies is that the motivations underneath really are what need to be addressed more than anything. Um, One of the kinds of lies, guilt-driven lies, is when, you know, say your child forges the signature on the progress report because he knows that if he has to show it to you, you're going to be disappointed in him or, um, 
you know, you're going to tell him that he's not studying hard enough. This guilt driven lie is motivated by these thoughts of shame. And so if you see this pattern, then it's not about punishing the lie. When you see a pattern in the lying, it's about understanding why and where the lies are coming from and and getting to know your child better. I have a funny aside on forging signatures. So I must have grown out of my lying because there got to a point where, you know how, like, I don't know what grades it is, but you have to sign your, your kids homework, permission slips, grades, whatever it is. And I got in trouble because my mom forgot to sign my papers, like multiple instances. And so she finally got to the point where she said, learn my signature. And I would sign my own oh. things for her. And she was okay with it. Was permission because I trusted her. Yeah. They just had this silly rule at their school that everything had to be yes. signed. And with five kids, I was signing. It was ridiculous. And I said, she always does her work. She she was an independent student. I forged my mom's signature on a permission slip to go to Adventure Island one time. And the teacher, <laughs> who I turned it into, knew my mom well oh, and gosh. contacted her. And in hindsight, I was probably, you know, some elementary age, like fifth grade. I still have horrible penmanship. My mom's penmanship is like out of the book. Perfect. Yeah. I'm like, it looked like a hot mess. I'm sure. Like I wasn't pulling the wool over Did at all. Did you get to go? Adventure I got Island? to go, but I also got in trouble for, I didn't know that there was no forging. I didn't know what that was. It was innocent, yeah. but I just wanted to go on the field trip. What were you going to say, Susan? But I think the omission kids, yeah. too, are trying to avoid overreactions in parents. So yes. they just don't think it's that big of a deal. So they don't want to stir it up and their mom go crazy. Yeah. They failed to mention Tell a detail you. that would have gotten yeah. them into trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, or that's, not, like, into that's trouble, like you not telling like changed their, I don't right. know. Well, I think that that is about integrity. You know, if you, if your parents, if, if you're looking at your child and you say, did you do this? And they boldface lie, then that is, that's a lie. If for them to confess something or to say that they did something when they could get away with it, kind of like BJ's story, the dog was there. That's mm-hmm. a question of their integrity. And if they do confess and they do step forward and tell you the truth when they c- could get away with not telling it, I think that's a sign that your child is has strong integrity. I think that's a good thing. But do you punish a lie of omission or lying by omission in the same way that you punish a flat lie? With omission, you have to kind of investigate like I'm, I'm remembering now. I mean, I would. It's hey, all coming back. It's all to coming you. back to me now, <laughs> as Celine Dion would say. <laughs> um, being mom, dad, can I go over to my boyfriend's house? Yeah, sure. But my boyfriend's parents are not home. You left that yeah, part out. Yes. Yes. For sure, because yes. the answer would have been no. Yeah. So they wouldn't have found out unless they did some investigative, you know, research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that one of the big takeaways is that when your child lies. If your child is old enough to understand this, you should talk to them about what lying does to the relationship, because that's really the problem with lying is that it makes it where you you cannot trust them anymore. Uh, and then going forward, when they want more responsibility, they want more opportunities to do things. You can't do that. And in a family, families are built on love and trust. And if you lie, then it erodes that. And so I think that um, it's not just about getting your way or not getting your way or not getting into trouble. It's about we're a family and we tell the truth in mm. this family. I think also even outside the family, one thing I, I tried to say a lot is, you know, you may get away with things in this family. There might be things I never find out about, but it will catch up because you're building a, a legacy of lies that then if you do something like that, the older you get, 
the consequences are greater and they won't come from me. You're going to lose your job or you're going to get in trouble with the police or, you know, it just gets, it escalates. And I think that's a hard thing as a mom is to remember sometimes it's so hard to deal with lies when you have multiple children or you're busy or you're tired, but it is something you cannot overlook because it's like a snowball consequence thing and it will get out of control and then something, you know, your adult child or your older child will get in some serious trouble that you'll then be so sad that you didn't take the time Mm. to address it when they were young. Just like so many things with parenting, doing it when they're little and when the issues are small are a lot easier. Yeah. Because gosh, that Megan, had I not nipped in the bud at six or seven, (laughs) Lord knows where she would be. (laughs) Who's giving you a death look. (laughs) Well, and I kind of had this come up the other day with James. His teacher told me that he hit someone at school and I asked him, and he said, no, I didn't. And I said, your teacher literally just told me that you did. And she saw you do it. Um, and so we're, I feel like I'm already, it's coming back around. I'm already going to have to watch that. <laughs> yeah. um, and if our listener audience heard any little squeaks, that was mm-hmm. baby Beck, seven weeks baby. old. Those are the best noises. I love them. You rewind 15 seconds and turn it up and you can hear a sweet little baby. <laughs> All right. So what's the craziest lie your child has ever told? We want to hear it. You can tell us through a link in the show notes. We've got a lot of really good resources online. So make sure you make sure you look for the links to those down there as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the iMom podcast. iMom is the motherhood program of the nonprofit organization Family First. Along with our fatherhood program, All Pro Dad, we exist to help you love your family well. Subscribe to our daily email, the iMom Minute, by going to imom.com slash subscribe and get tons of great ideas, insight, and inspiration. The iMom podcast is hosted and produced by Abby Watts, along with Susan Merrill, Megan Tigner, and Chloe Blumenthal. Edited by Isaiah Gunther.